for thoughts, ideas and observations around how to improve performance and the results you're able to achieve. Welcome back, Effective Challenge Podcast, episode 31, Valuing Decisions. Uh, Before we get into uh, this episode, I just wanted to say a big heartfelt thanks to, to those people that reached out following following my return to podcasting episode 30 uh, it's been a while uh, particularly uh, great to get contact for some people that that I've not heard from uh, in 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 a good while and uh, yeah it's, it's special and there was a, there was a number of people in in that category uh, following last week's episode what one person passed on a comment which I thought would be good to pass on in the episode I had talked about the the impact of the stories that we tell ourselves and the person uh, pointed out that towards the end of the episode I'd, I'd shared a, another story I, I hadn't spotted this myself um, in the episode I said that the, the uh, episode 30 was a bit shorter and I would get back to the regular episode and it was implicit in that that the story I was telling myself was that somehow the longer episode that I produce are in some way some way better and, and episode 30 because it was shorter was 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 going to be less good um I, it's a great point because so often podcasts you know some are, uh, are brilliant when they're they're long form and they go on for a while but but equally you can get a real short podcast and it adds a, a real lot of value so yes it was a really good point that the person um shared with me and certainly something I will ponder as I think about uh, episodes in the future Okay, so uh, episode 31, Valuing Decisions. This is such an important topic because it literally impacts everybody and the judgments in the decisions and choices that we make uh, day to day, week to week. Uh, There is, you know, why is that important? Because, you know, it it, it really impacts on our productivity, on our effectiveness. Uh, As a result of that, it will... You know, it will impact on our, our overall health and, and well-being. And if you wanted to extend that out even even further, it would it, uh, impact on our on our overall on our overall happiness. So, so probably worth a little bit of time to, given its importance, to just reflect and and think about you know how we go about making decisions. There's certainly no shortage of uh, written material, books, etc. on on this subject. Certainly no shortage of of academic studies. Uh, And, you know, you won't get too far into any of those studies where they talk about decision making and they won't talk about the the volume of decisions and it's a big number uh it depends on what study you want to read and which one you want to believe exactly how many decisions we're making each day um one that that you know resonates with me is it's roughly around 35 to 40,000 decisions a day so it's it's significant it's big and i think if you if you recognize that you know when you're asleep uh, you uh, you aren't making conscious decisions, so you take that time out of the day. Um, that means that we're making roughly around about two thousand decisions an hour, and that breaks down to about one every 
every two seconds. Now, of course, so many of those decisions we're not even aware of, we're not even conscious of. Uh, so uh, thankfully, uh, we, we aren't being distracted every every second uh, or every couple of seconds to, to, to make a decision. However, irrespective of all of that, we are making a lot of conscious decisions. And um, as a result of that, it can take quite a lot of our a lot of our brain power and and energy. Um, one of the organisations that does uh, a lot of research uh, on this topic is Stanford University in in the US. Um, they've had a department looking at, at decision making since since the sixties. So, um, you know, a, a decent pedigree uh, academically in in terms of uh, decision making. Um, they have a framework that they've developed uh, around decision quality, and you know, I'll. I'll look to put a, a link to that in, in the show notes because I think it's it's good to see the visual of it. And there are six components to the Stanford decision-making uh, framework. And um, I'm going to just briefly uh, touch on, on each of them and then spend a little bit more time in this episode looking at, at, at values, hence the title of, of, of the cast. Uh, okay, so let's have a let's have a little look at the six areas. So the first is uh, useful information. So what do you actually know about the decision you are making? Uh, yeah, what is what are the facts? What are opinions? What are impressions? Um, what what are you dealing with? What is useful in the information you have at your disposal with which to make some judgments upon? So that's area one. Area two is around sound reasoning. You know, so, so are you thinking straight? Are you in a position where you've got some influences that aren't particularly helpful, uh, that are, are colouring and shaping uh, the decisions that you are about to make? And of course, there are so many different types of, of influences that potentially could, could be impacting on us. But one, again, that's, that's pretty well evidenced and researched, you know, the impact of fatigue and lack of sleep. Uh, on our decision making and in decision impairment um, is, is, is very is very prominent. The third area in the framework is the commitment to follow through. And you know, certainly when I'm coaching people, this is a, a topic that we will we will dwell on and spend a little bit of time because very often people might like the idea of making a decision to do something, but the actual ability to really follow through and take action upon it um yeah that that's a that's a whole different set of set of things so so testing that and and really getting to the heart of okay i'll make the decision but am i actually going to take action uh, is is worthy of a, a little bit of time and objectivity to consider um the fourth area in the framework is is putting some edges around the decision. They describe that as a helpful frame. So what are you actually deciding on? And all too often when people are try- looking to make a decision, particularly if there's a number of variables in it, um, they will start to layering decision upon decision and start to project into the future, you know, the consequences of a decision. Is it you know, what might happen, what might not happen as a result of a decision? So just being clear on the boundaries of the decision you are looking to take can be can be a game changer. Uh, the fifth area of the framework is around creative alternatives. So particularly when under pressure, particularly when we're you know, perhaps fatigued, that, that sound reasoning element, um, we can sometimes find that we become quite binary in our choices that we make. Uh, you know, we become very narrow 
uh, about the the options at our disposal. So testing that and just really, you know, consciously thinking, what choices do I have here? Uh, uh, just may open up some different thinking and and some different options with which to to choose from. Uh, the sixth and final area, and it's the one that I'm going to go into a little bit more detail on, is is the having clear values. So this is our values, our personal values. Uh, you know, is the decision we're going to make aligned with them? Is the decision we're going to make at odds with them, and therefore potentially, um, you know, make us feel quite uneasy if we're uh, living outside and uh, or at odds with our values? Now. Um, I'm not suggesting, uh, for, for clarity, I am not suggesting uh, that you, you know, use the Stanford uh, qual- quality of decision-making framework in every decision that you make. Now, that would just be too much, I suspect. However, I suspect you are using all of those elements in your subconscious with which to make decisions. So you, you might not consciously be doing it, but you'll be going through a very uh, similar similar process. Um, however, there sometimes it can be useful just to step back and you know, when you think about all the little micro decisions you are making, you know, if you add all those up, um, you know, and it, you, what you'll tend to find is the, the aggregation of the decisions tend to be the habits that we form, and some of those are going to be good and support us, and some of them are going to be um, less good and perhaps get in the way of what we ultimately want to achieve. I find uh, using values in decision making super useful. I would also say that it can be even more useful if we're able to uh, apply the values with a bigger picture context. So what do I mean by that? So let's take the, um, the duration of a week. Sitting, sitting down, objectively kind of thinking at the beginning of a week what are the bigger things I would like to achieve uh, provides you with that bigger picture framework the macro picture that you can you can be using and then when you couple that with your values you get two very good indicators uh, and reference points with which to make decisions against so what do I mean by that so I tend to use a very simple uh, traffic light system uh, where green is uh, the decision I'm looking to make, like the, the, the stimulus, something is, is wanting me to make a decision. Um, does it align with my values? And uh, is it aligned with what I would like to achieve in the week? So that would be a green. Yes, I can make that decision. I can go with it. Uh, the amber is, yes, it aligns with my values. However, it's uh, not what I thought I would be achieving in the course of the week. And the red uh, is, yeah, it doesn't align with my values and really isn't what I wanted to achieve in the course of the week. Now, um, of course, each of those colours is important. Uh, hopefully the green and the red, relatively self-explanatory. Um, worth dwelling a little bit on, on the amber. So, so why is that one important? So um, at the start of the week, you or well, I sit down and you know, I look at you know my bigger picture, even bigger picture goals, and think right, well, how am I going to progress those this week? And I make my best best judge guess at that point in time. 
Of course, I don't live in a static world and all sorts of things happen in the course of a week. And sometimes I get presented with perhaps an opportunity or a situation where I kind of need to think, well, uh, it's not what I thought I wanted to be doing this week. But this this really does feel like something that I should change for. Um, Now, some people might say, well, doesn't that doesn't that sort of invalidate the the, being defined about what you want to achieve? I guess that 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 is that is an argument. However, I think there is a risk of being overly rigid about what we want to achieve. And as a result of that, you you tend to miss those more spontaneous opportunities that, that maybe come your way. Why I think it's, it's 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 great to have not just the bigger picture things you want to achieve, but also your values is your values will act like a safety net. So, yes, this opportunity has come along, but it, it still aligns with my values. So it's not going to do me any sort of any harm in inverted commas, um, because, you know, it's it's ultimately uh, built around the decision is built around the sort of person that, that ultimately I would like to be. Now, uh, just to recap, green aligns with my values and what I want to achieve in a week. Red is all about, uh, it doesn't align with my values and not what I want to achieve. And the amber is aligns with my values and is different to what I thought I would want to achieve in the week. Now, that stuff is easier to talk about than do in practice. So so I would suggest uh, it can be useful to do just that. Have a practice. Have a go. Um, perhaps the uh, criteria I've used for my red, amber, green doesn't resonate with you. Have a thought. Have some. Put some thought into it. You know, come up with your own version. And if, if you can, even better. You know, share. Uh, because you know, I, there's there's no right or wrong with this sort of stuff. Um, and you know, if there's a way that you're using uh, that you find successful, then then maybe others will too. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to put a pin in it there. I think I'm going to stop. Uh, thanks for your time. Um, if you've got any comments, uh, observations, etc., do drop me a line. Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N, at effectivechallenge.com. Uh, I will be back next week with another cast. Uh, until then, um, I hope you're going to be productive. Um, stay well and uh, speak to you again soon. Cheers for now. Oh, 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 oh,